Hi, welcome to Podflash. I'm Anna Dabrowski giving you the top 10 news stories of the week in less than 10 minutes. It has been a pretty light week for news, except for a lot of little things surrounding the government and legislation that has been passed. Remember, my goal is no bias above all. Let's get started. The Biden administration is planning to purchase an additional 100 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a single-dose vaccine, and this order combined with the Pfizer and Moderna orders should provide enough vaccines for 200 million people to be vaccinated by the end of May. The rate of vaccine administration is so high that President Biden may actually achieve his goal of distributing 100 million vaccine doses in his first 100 days in office. The Protecting the Right to Organize Act was passed in the House on Tuesday, 225 votes to 206, with five Republicans voting with House Democrats. The bill will likely get killed in the Senate with the lack of Republican support. The bill aims to make unionization easier and to strengthen existing unions. It would shield workers from repercussions from unionization, prevent employers from using immigration status against employees when deciding employment terms, ban employer interference in union elections, and make it harder for gig companies such as Uber and DoorDash to classify workers as independent contractors. On Monday, International Women's Day, Burger King tweeted, Women belong in the kitchen. But wait, it was just clickbait. They replied to that tweet with, If they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change that gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. The tweet was aimed to promote their culinary scholarship program. Unfortunately for Burger King, they faced serious backlash and deleted the tweet, issuing an apology saying, We got our initial tweet wrong, and we are sorry. A Minnesota judge has granted the request by prosecutors to reinstate the third-degree murder charge against Derek Chauvin, the police officer facing second-degree murder charges for the murder of George Floyd. This is a victory for state prosecutors because originally Chauvin's lawyers had successfully argued that third-degree charges were unapplicable because the statute requires the death-causing act not to be directed at a single person. The jury selection for Chauvin's trial has resumed. A statement has been released from Buckingham Palace on behalf of the Queen. The statement is in response to the tell-all interview Oprah had with Meghan and Harry released on Sunday. During the interview, Meghan and Harry stated that during their time with the royal family, there were discussions involving concerns regarding the skin color of Harry and Meghan's future children. On Tuesday, the Buckingham Palace statement said, The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. President Biden on Wednesday restarted the Central American Minors Program. The program is designed to help children escaping violence in El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras by allowing them to apply from their home countries for a chance to enter the United States. The Biden administration says the program is part of a push to create a more humane situation at the border. The program applies to those under the age of 21. New data released by the U.S. Border Patrol indicates that thousands of migrant children crossing the border alone are being held in custody on average for four days. On average, over the last 21 days, the Customs and Border Protection encountered 435 unaccompanied children daily, which is a jump from the previous average of 340 children. 
Roberta Jacobson, the Biden administration coordinator for the southern border, emphasized at a press briefing on Wednesday that now is not the time to come to the U.S. The House of Representatives has just passed the final version of the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package on Wednesday. The package includes a $1,400 stimulus checks for individuals earning up to $75,000 a year, single parents making up to $112,500 a year, and married couples earning up to $150,000 a year. An additional $1,400 will be given for each dependent. The legislation also allows for a 15% increase in food stamp benefits and expands the child tax credit program. Finally, the legislation delegates $350 billion to state and local aid. Do you hate the daylight saving time switch? I know I do. Spring forward, fall back. I don't really care. A group of bipartisan senators are introducing a bill that would end this seasonal change by keeping daylight saving time permanent. The bill has already been passed in 15 states, but in order to go into effect has to be passed on the federal level. Senator Marco Rubio cited several positives of keeping daylight saving time, such as reduced car accidents, reduced seasonal depression, and giving families more stability throughout the year. And in good news today, although there has been a decent amount of good news sprinkled throughout this episode, the CDC announced on Monday that fully vaccinated individuals may visit indoors and without masks or social distancing with other vaccinated individuals or other low-risk individuals. Vaccinated individuals can also refrain from quarantine and testing if they do not have symptoms of COVID-19 after coming in contact with someone with COVID-19. That's all I have for you this week. My name's Anna Dabrowski. You've just been flash formed.